everyone, welcome to the 11th ever episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. Start of the bye weeks. Uh, it's always disappointing when Melbourne aren't playing, but it's it's a nice thing to see that I still had something to cheer about with uh, North getting knocked off. Uh, I, thought you were gonna say, I thought you were going to say Freya, but we all know, no, you, no, know. you enjoy you enjoy my misery, misery more than you enjoy Freya's Yeah, Yeah, no, no. It, de- it definitely goes Melbourne winning, North losing, then Freya winning. That's definitely the, the hierarchy. I'm just glad I've had like such Freya, a... Freya were going further and further down once Melbourne are actually competitive. <laughs> it's, like, they, that was just... Yeah. They were a proxy. That was, yeah. But i got to say, I'm just glad I've uh, had such an impact on your life that I could completely <laughs> change your mood. Uh, the amount of people I know say I used to lie in North Melbourne, and then I met Rory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's about one in one of our friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, we were also joined by... In, in a rare appearance, we must say. It's been about a month. He's given us blue balls. But it's James Vicamp, so the fact st- checker, the Richmond correspondent. I, I've forgotten all your titles you've been away so long. <laughs> so at the start of the season, I thought it was safe to come out of my fair weather fan cocoon. And then I was sadly mistaken when we had three heartbreaking losses in a row. But, like, this is me re-emerging slightly. Uh, we've, had, we've had three, two wins in a row now. It's quite embarrassing when the fact checker makes the first mistake. <laughs> he had four losses in a row. No, 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 no. I said three heartbreaking losses okay. in a row. Okay. Yeah. That, oh, <laughs> no, you weren't heartbroken by Adelaide. No, you no, were no, just demoralised. Yeah, because I came on the pod after the Adelaide one and I went, this isn't that bad for Richmond. But then Bulldogs, heartbreaking. <laughs> Freo, heartbreaking. What was after? <laughs> I've completely. Got a rest, but we thought we won the game. Oh, yeah, of course. That was as heartbreaking as it got. So I hated footy. I hated footy for about three weeks, but now we've had a couple of weeks. Now he's back there's, to there's, there's a strong correlation between James hating footy and not showing up to the pod. Yeah. <laughs> that just makes me question his no, it's just a good It's good when he's um, back, though. Like, we bear the crap out of him when he's not here, but we are excited when we he's were very It does excited. add something. I, I do have one more note. Uh, I just want to let everyone know that we are going to get straight into the football. We're not going to... Uh, have any more movie reviews? Although that segment was stolen by the Super Footy podcast, I listened to that today, and they removed uh, reviewed a movie Hutto watched on a plane. That's trademark uh, <laughs> trademark content, Hutto. Well, was Get it your own said, but no, it wasn't. Maybe, it's not on a plane. Yet. Maybe was... we need, do need to have a segment movie reviews. In a week. I'm, I'm happy to Pleb, review it. Plebs on everything. <laughs> plebs. <laughs> we don't get we don't get enough. Uh, and enough listeners with our niche uh, topic, so maybe we just expand and try and reach a broader audience. <laughs> there you go. I like your thinking, Scott. You bring stuff to the table. Expand the, the pod, mate. But anyway, let, let's get to the football. Let's get to our niche issues. Uh, you take it away. Yeah, so we are going with Gold Jack and Green Jacket, but obviously during the, the bye weeks, so I don't want to say half the games are meaningless. Although so this we're only going to give probably, it to the one team. This week we probably game. could have uh, said half the yeah, games this is, def- this is definitely the most meaningless mm. game round of the year so far, for sure. But I still think it's pretty obvious what's the most meaningless of all of them. Oh, um, yeah. We're going to give it to Port Adelaide and Hawthorne. So to those teams we say... Oh my god! <laughs> we, we'd had a we'd had a discussion. We were just uh, saying we were happy it was back. Oh. We'd also had a discussion before the pod that we'd hope uh, we'd get to the point where we don't have to comment on the quality of our uh, sound effects. That's uh, that's definitely not happened. <laughs> <laughs> that that needs to be shamed. That performance. That that yeah. That that's our worst. That's our worst performance of the year. Though. That that's his. That's disgusting. But going on to the footy. 
Man, Port Adelaide were impressive. Like that, I think that quarter is the most impressive dominant quarter of footy I've seen this year. And it's like if they're not premiership contenders, they 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 are, they are definitely a chance to win the premiership if they can play footy like that. Yes, but they still need to beat a good side. Um, they like, haven't they, they been that far off. No, but they haven't gotten over the line. And at a certain point, we've got to. We've got to see them get over the line, and I'm sure they will. I think although it will. they don't have many good sides left to play, they've got a really easy draw. They're likely to get the top four from it, but yeah, I do, they just need to actually make, make a good performance out of a good side. God, I bloody love watching them. Like I, I, I said to you, like back when Port Adelaide a few years ago, like they were mm. the one team where you could watch absolutely dominate a game, it being a completely one-sided game. And you can just enjoy it so much, like as if it was an absolute yeah. thriller. That first quarter felt like that. Like that, that was awesome. In the second quarter, they killed it as well. Yeah, GWS joined the ranks of that sort of. Yeah, team. yeah, GWS is sexy. Um, yeah. But I, I've, I've, like, I, I'm back on the port, liking port, which I didn't think I would be anytime soon. To say. Um, it, a large part of my enjoyment out of that game was watching Hawthorne, and I had a sneaky five dollar bet with James on the margin, but. Which I won. <laughs> I didn't even think about Hawthorne watching the game. Like, I was just so excited about They were witches hats in the first half, so that I suppose sense. so. But, like, man, Porter impressive. Like, oh, God. Brad Ebert was so good. He's just... He moves so well when he's up and going. I think he runs harder than probably anyone in the competition, I think. And, like, he and this, you see some passages of play where he sprints mm. forward to... Like, he may, he may have the ball, take a few bounces or whatever, and then there's a turnover. And then you see him just belting back the other way defensively as well. He just he just does not stop running. Yeah, and he's got a real power to his run as well. It's not... I feel like he could still run through you, even though he's... Moving so like it's not he doesn't have to just evade you he will run he will just get there it's Dangerfield esque but I think it's a smoother run without the acceleration I just love watching him move yeah I mean I, I, he's not a sexy footballer he doesn't have the skills to be a sexy I think he's sexy without the ball though like I just like watching him run <laughs> just running once he's actually using the ball yeah it's, like it's if, so if he was a four hundred meter runner I'd go he's a sexy four hundred meter runner <laughs> one thing we do have to say about Port Adelaide which we've probably neglected for a lot of this year. The improvement in Paddy Ryder is actually ridiculous. Yeah, he's such a big part of what they're doing. He's, act- he's actually like deft and like subtle he's with his hit outs. Dominating. Now, which is, I never saw that in the part. Like he used to always have the leap, but then mm. he just kind of whack it down. Where now he's actually it's hit outs to advantage, and yeah, he, he'd be probably the biggest reason why they've become the team they. Yeah, have. there's that and the step up in Charlie Dixon's performance. Yeah, but Dixon contributed last year. I thought, I thought that the fact was their midfield wasn't so good, so it ended up just being kicking it long to Dixon on three yeah. every time. And he would always compete, but then like, they, they wouldn't be scoring off it, where Dixon's given more of a chance now. That, that's a fair analysis of it. And I, I, AFL starts in the midfield. That's just undeniable. And Paddy Ryder is the biggest difference in their uptick. I'm still sort of looking at Boak and Robbie Gray this year, and you're sort of going, they're not playing well. No, Gray's had good games playing forward. Yeah, but then he's he's not in the midfield being like one of the best players in the league, which he was the last few. So you look at their midfield and go, sort of, where's this drive coming from that they didn't have? They didn't have the last few years. It's it's so impressive what they've been able to do. Wines has stepped up as well. Yeah, he's massively stepped up. Um, I'm excited to see when Wingard comes back. I hope to see Gray spends more time in the midfield and those two just kind of swap out. Yeah, uh, that, that that is like that's something which not many teams have. You can have two Gray players that are to, so good at both areas. Yeah, Gray has to be hurt though, doesn't he? Probably. Like he's just, like he'd be playing midfield more if he wasn't hurt. Possibly, but like he is a good forward. 
Yeah, no, he is a good forward, but they lost Wingard, who would fulfilled mm. the same role as Greg Ford. So, like, I expected him to move into the midfield after that, but there was just nothing. Yeah. He didn't do anything. He had nine touches or something on the weekend. Yeah, he did. He did nothing. Yes. The previous week, he was a bit. The umpires were a bit stiff on him. <laughs> he could have kicked a few more. They were just hanging off in the I have absolutely no Again, recollection against of Geelong. <laughs> Everyone was pissed off about it against Geelong. Like he should have had about four free kicks in the last <laughs> quarter, but and would have kicked goals from all of them. But anyway, Port really good. Hawthorne not so good. They've got one bright spot this year, and it's uh, Ryan Burton. Yeah, he, he looks good. I really like the kid, but that's about it. So let's move on. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right, next up. We... I'm, I'm looking forward to... We're gonna, we're, later, we're going to be doing reviews of the buyer teams. I'm looking forward to when you do your, your review of Hawthorne. It's going to be brutal. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> it's just going to be a checklist. Remember that uh, time you went through Melbourne and evaluated everyone's performance after a bad week? Yeah. I'm going to do that for their entire list. <laughs> and it's going to be just as bad. You don't know Hawthorne as well as I would know the Melbourne list. That won't work. But anyway... Moving uh, on. Cats defeated Adelaide by 22. This was highly predictable in my eyes. Cats oh, I, I tipped Adelaide. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is I tipped Geelong and I want to pat on the back. <laughs> yeah, all right. Because you're of the opinion that Geelong are like the one team. They're kind of Adelaide's kryptonite. Yeah, but at this point, they played... They, Melbourne and North use the exact same tactics to beat them. So... Explain. Is, is it, g- 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 explain the yeah, tactics. Yeah, so they dropped an extra man behind the ball and sat him really deep instead of in front of the packs to just prevent the yeah, Eddie the Betts goals. Eddie the Betts. Eddie Betts goals. I've said that twice in two days. It's really annoying me. Um, and so Josh Jenkins is completely useless now because he can't kick another type of goal. Um, and if you stop Sloan, they don't have any drive out of the midfield. The Crouch brothers don't. They, they win the ball, but they don't do anything with it. Yeah, so I, There's I, no damage out of the midfield. You see what well, Matt Crouch, what did he say? He was the second leading. Yeah, he's averaging 32. He, he's, not, he's not that damaging. Like, he's a good player, yeah. but he doesn't dominate games. No, he's he, he's just sort of a B-grade midfielder you pad your list out with. They really do need did need Bryce Gibbs. And like we didn't, yeah, that, that, it would make an enormous difference. Um, because you can't take Sloan out then, because by paying attention to Sloan, you've still got Gibbs yeah. being so damaging, and it, it gives you a real selfish choice. But it's, it's just so easy to Similar choose. Similar thing to Geelong <laughs> with Selwood and Danger. Yeah, exactly. Those two work as a unit because you can't stop both. Yeah, and the attention you pay into one generally means the other sort of runs free a little bit, and that kills you. Adelaide just can't do that. So are you going to go far enough to say that Adelaide have been figured out and they're not that good anymore? I mean, the, the player off the back of the pack, like that, the, like standing at the back, that's that's a tactic which I, I think is kind of a bold thing to do. Like a lot of coaches would be like, oh, you want to have your players sort of in and around the ball. You don't want someone just sort of standing there. But but the thing is, everyone will Adelaide see how well it works. works. Yeah. Adelaide just need a counter. Their talent is still incredible and... They are so skillful and so well drilled. Oh, I still, I, if they, I think it's a tactical issue that they've got to fix. Not their list isn't good enough to win it. That's how I look at it. I think still outside of their forward line, I don't think they're that talented. A list. No, their defense is excellent as well. Yeah, it's good. Talia but, is A grade. Lead is. is A grade, and they've got plenty of others. And I find that they have a lot of players who fulfill a role really well. They're, but yeah, I, I don't think they have freakish They're sort of the opposite of Richmond who have a great top tier. Or Collingwood who have a great top tier and their yeah, bottom yeah. six is rubbish. Adelaide has the best 
bottom six in the league outside of GWS. Which I think is a sign of good coaching as much as anything because their bottom six know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Geelong we do need to talk about a bit. Really impressive last three weeks. I hear all this talk about uh, how they've got a home field advantage and somehow that's unfair. That's a load of shit. They've won a lot of games there because they've they're saying since two thousand seven they've won so many games here and that that just proves that they have a massive unfair home ground advantage. They've won that many games there is because they've been in they've won three flags, been four grand finals, about four other prelims. They've been good everywhere in that period of time. Is a completely idiotic argument. Yeah, no, it's definitely not unfair. But like, I don't mind the argument that I'm not going to be completely sold on them until I see them winning more games elsewhere. That's like, fair. This three-week patch, I'm not going to say, bang, Geelong Premiership favourites or anything like that. Oh, no, because GWS exists. But <laughs> they are they have definitely improved. Scott Selwood has been a big in for them, and I didn't see it coming to I much. wasn't expecting that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, he's given them... Just a much more solid baseline in their midfield. There's more even. Just instead of having someone who's not very good in their midfield and who's a little soft and can get exposed, they've got. He's a thug in the best kind of ways. He's really, really tough around the contest. He is like he's just a Selwood, and yeah. it just improves them. It makes them work work walk taller. I reckon it gives it gives them that level of consistency. Mm. Uh, that that that's very important for them because they, as we've said, they have a lot of players who are very inconsistent. But like you just know what you're going to get from him every week. Yeah, and to be fair, it's been really good at this level so far. It's, I mean, it's not been, it's it's not just been a B grader. He's been yeah, no, above I, that. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to be very interested at the end of the season to see what Paddy says about whether he's been carrying injuries because it seems so obvious for a while, and now he's dominating again. And I wonder if he's still carrying something, but he's just found a way to still impact games. Yeah, he's hit like 21 goals or something. Yeah. He hit 22 last year. This is ridiculous. He's playing forward a little more? He I is playing forward a little more. I think, he, part I of that, I think he was because he was carrying I reckon he could still be. He's just that I Surely he can't be still carrying <laughs> I don't know. Injuries. I don't know. He's a jet. He's we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll froth over a bit later in our top five for this week. So let's yep. move on. Gold Coast defeated West Coast by three points. What do you make of this? Mate, now, believe it or not, I actually did watch the second half of this game. One of the most... You watched a game of football that wasn't <laughs> no, Melbourne no, related. No, no, look at that game. Gold Coast, West Coast. You look at that. Why would anyone watch that? But it happened to it fall... It was a three-point game. Everyone should have she watched... You didn't know it was going to be a three. It happened to fall you at a good... check the scores at halftime. <laughs> well, that's what I did. It happened to fall at a good time for a study break, and then I just ended up watching it because it was close. But whatever you hear about people bagging West Coast out of this game, it's worse. Like that was they were a, pathetic. That was a shocking game of footy. Like it was lazy. There was no effort around the contest. And like more, the thing I noticed the most was it was a very lazy in terms of defensive running. It was just teams were getting easy goals yes. just through just running, and they always had players just popping up, and there was just no one, especially for West Coast, mm. running to to pick them up. It was on the counter very much a game of two sides playing the exact same sort of football. It was Yeah, it was. You hear the term bruise-free football in round 23 normally, where teams just don't care. Their ladder position's sewn up. This was round 11. This final spot's on the line for West Coast. It was a. It was just a bloody it was lazy like, game. It was a pre-season game. Yeah, it did. It did seem like that. And then the last quarter, the intensity picked up slightly, Not and then much. the skills just completely went out the door. Like, Some of the skills were How horrific. does West Coast lose? They, this is a team that was in a grand final two years ago. How do they lose from being 10 points up with three minutes to go against a team that's never played finals in their history? 
Well, Gold Coast aren't a good team now. They've never been a good team. West Coast has a pedigree of success in the last few years, and they just blew it. The, the entire game, I felt like Gold Coast were a slightly better side on the day. Um, yeah, West Coast just don't. They just don't have a second gear. That's what it comes down to. If they, mm. if the game is like, it's as if they're like a machine that gets like computed going into the game and then they're just going to stay at that the entire game. If it gets to a point where they're not playing that well, they don't have a player to lift and they don't have an exciting moment. They don't have a player to go in That's a really, really good way to put it. And we talk about travel all the time with them, but it's been so true this year. How do you... West Coast is not... No, sorry, not West Coast. Gold Coast is not a destination you should fear going to. No. And yet they've still got the travel bug. Lacroix didn't do anything. But they, I mean, they should have beaten GWS last week as well at home. Right now they're just they were just playing really poorly. Yeah, they were in they were fair. in a form slump. I don't I don't like them. They're bloody frustrating. <laughs> like, I feel. Would you see Adam Simpson's press conference at all? Uh, no. The man just looked heartbroken. I wonder if he's going to bother sticking with the way they're playing. To be honest, <laughs> Judd jumps over to coach GWS or something. <laughs> I was going to say North. <laughs> do, do a Russell. Just come line. back. Um, oh, they, oh, you just shake their head. For Gold Coast, excellent win for them given what they are in the league. But yeah. not. Do you think this changes their outlook going oh, forward? I, I, I didn't watch this game and come out of it thinking they were a good team. No. By any means. Um, the, uh, the gas was the difference. Like, just some of the skills. And, and Stephen May, moments. I reckon. He was yeah. incredible. Yeah. They are bloody good players. And yeah, both of them might not be there next year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, next up we've got Giants defeated Essendon by 16 points. Got a lot to say on this one, Scott? No, not so much. I think th- I'm going to defer this one to you. I'm just yeah. going to talk about Josh Kelly and nothing else because, okay. <laughs> oh my God. Shut up. I'm just, just. Can we just not talk about Josh Kelly for no. one week? Next week. Well, can he's, you in just... the, he's in the segment, the top five segment uh, later shut on. Shut up. So you don't even get it there. Can you, can you just promise me next week you will not mention Josh Kelly? Even if he has 50. And kicks five <laughs> goals. You will not talk about uh, Josh in Kelly. two weeks' time. I will. Well, it's a bye. Absolutely. I thought you were going to say they were playing North or something. And you just uh, yeah. No, we've already done yeah, that, and yeah. it was excellent. That has happened. It sucked. Um, oh my god, he's good. How are they doing this with no players? I know it. It, it, it is. It's still scary. Essendon aren't a bad side. They're not good. They won't make the finals. They've been better recently. But yeah, they're not. They're not a great side, though. Like they're not a side you fear, but they no. they are good enough to be a VFL side. Which, for all intents and purposes, in GWS's list, this is what they're putting out. They're like they're putting out Carlton's list, pretty much, in terms of relativity. <laughs> yes, okay. So they held on to the still reasonable ones. Yeah, I just how do they do it? Apparently, I saw in sort of predicted scores from the shots they had, they would have lost, and they just kicked incredibly accurately. Mm. But that's just the skill they've got. They well, don't... They've done it. Like they've done it consistently enough. Like they've done a few weeks in a row. Like they haven't. You know, they haven't been playing the greatest footy ever. Mm. But they just keep winning. In terms, a side that has never really. They're still an inexperienced side when it comes to finals. They did make a prelim last year, obviously, but it's still not a long pedigree there. Winning all these close games is bloody impressive. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you see... That's what you saw Hawthorne do last year. and It was a false dawn for them, but it's not for GWS because they've got, again, half side playing. If, yeah, if they get a reasonable amount of players back from injury, mm. just give them a flat amount. Yeah. No, that's Especially pretty, now pretty that Adelaide's been figured out. 
It's just it's, <laughs> why, why why play the season anymore? <laughs> um, yeah. For Essendon, it's a reasonable performance. It doesn't so, change it. Something which I've noted, I've noticed from Essendon is like they have a lot more quick players than I ever sort of thought they'd have. They have a lot of slow players. Yeah, but then they've got merit. Tipper, Orazio. I forgot Collier existed. He's super season. quick too. And he's really quick. Um, and like they actually have a lot of speed and especially forward of the ball. And that, that's that's given them an extra spark. Yeah. And, then, and then you have the, the slower guys and, like Watson and Goddard and yeah. all that. And Danaher's relatively quick for someone his size. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, that's quite interesting because every... Every commentary I've heard on the game has been about how Essendon just looked too slow. Yeah. Um, like it, They can at points. But, but I guess for them, it's about whether or not they're winning the contested ball. Because if you're winning the contested ball, you don't look slow. Yeah. And they just suppose, like most teams I suppose Haw- Hawthorne throughout their whole period had a similar sort of midfield. Where they had all those slow players, and then they had a few genuinely fast players on the outside. Yeah, but theirs were, theirs were more wingers than, uh, than yeah. sort of half-forward flankers. Yeah, Because yeah. even Cyril's not incredibly straight-line quick. Like, he never was... A, Breaking the lines, running right at the mm. goals in the way, taking taking running bounces. Yeah, that wasn't his game. Hill and Smith. Yeah, that was um, that was. Why didn't McDonald Tippin? Would he have a bad game? I could tell you, but I would have had to have watched the game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he had like nine disposals for the whole game. That's very uncharacteristic of him. Yeah. It, I guess they probably just paid a bit more attention to him. That's going to come as he gets better and better, and he'll learn to do with it. He's still second-year player. We'll give him a week off. He's a legend. <laughs> I don't know. I'm feeling pretty... I'm about to say he should be delisted, Scott, after one bad game. <laughs> oh, mate. That'd be the end of the world. <laughs> but anyway, let's get to the main event of the week. Richmond defeated North by 35 points. You're calling this the main game. we got the producer's team versus the uh, star of the show's team. Yeah, fair enough. Mate, how, how significant do you think those couple of 50-metre penalties at the start of the They weren't really... Cons- they, I mean, they were huge. That's just the momentum all of a sudden was with Richmond and they just carried it. They weren't necessarily wrong, but they definitely were the difference in breaking open the game. Yeah, well, they, they were the right decisions. Yeah. You, you admitted last year at one point that your discipline's not great. And I, it, it still comes out. Yeah, some of them... Uh, I don't know. I feel like the free kick to Rewald initially that caused the 50 off the ball was a bit stiff like I, I'm not 100% endorsing the umpire and the the consistency of sort of giving away those ticky tack free kicks afterwards was really poor it was it was yeah I was not happy here, with the here it goes I'm not I'm, I'm muting my uh, uh, you, my guys, you guys do have poor discipline and I think that's a reason why people have decided that a lot of people don't like North at the moment I think you well, guys no come one across likes the... Scott Thompson. Yeah, well, he's a dick. He always has. Been. Well, he gave away like two of the fifties. What I'm saying is, yeah. <laughs> uh, no one likes Lindsay Thomas, and he gives away a lot of free kicks. Mm. Gets gets a lot of free kicks that no one likes either. Uh, like, we do have players. Well, that... You know, I don't like Zebel for similar reasons. Yeah, because you're blind and stupid. Nah, he's, he's, a, he's a flog. I don't know. The image <laughs> which you guys give off is the. I just think it's it's the little brother who's trying to be like. Pay attention to me, and that's why you do all this shit. That's how it seems to me, and I reckon, um, that's why I, I just hate. do not understand that analogy. I, I, it's, it's just you're trying to like get attention, show like, oh, we can play with the big boys. So you just like play the man and do all these dog things. That that's how I see it. Nah, you're. Well, right. when Hawthorne do it, when they're really good, well, back when they were really good, it was like, okay, that's that's Hawthorne putting the putting the foot down, kind of. When you guys do it, it's have a look at us. Yeah, I disagree. 
But You're anyway, a bunch of flops. Uh, I don't think this is a particularly great win for Richmond, to be honest, given how poor North played. I'm going to... No, I, I think it's a good win. I, they, I, North I, I, didn't I show have... up. North... So they had 14 um, forward half... No, it was either 14 or 33. I can't remember. I saw the stat earlier. Forward half turnovers. And that was not due to pressure. Three of them were off kickouts with absolutely no pressure on him, on uh, the ball distributor. There was just... This was a game where Richmond, if they played... Richmond didn't play well outside of Dustin Martin, really. Uh, I thought we played okay. I, I thought I we were. Yeah. played okay, but you didn't play well. Yeah, I, think I, this is, I think this is a bit of a grumpy supporter thing a little bit. I think it's a good win. I, I don't have super high I'm expectations. I'm not saying it's a bad win, but it doesn't make me think they're better than they were. And in fact, it generally makes me think they're, as, like, they're a bit closer to mediocre than I thought. But the thing, but what, how I'm seeing Richmond is I, I'm not seeing one performance and thinking, gee, they look impressive. Mm. I'm, I'm being more convinced by weight of numbers that they, you know, they keep winning. This, this is a comfortable win against a team who aren't, yeah, aren't that's terrible. Fair. And then they're, you know, they're competing against better sides. And it's got to the stage now where it's becoming hard to say, gee, Richmond aren't, like, they seem to be a pretty good side. Yeah, no, I, I do and think And that's why about, I think it's a good win. I, I think they're about the sixth best side or fifth best side in the competition. So I'm not saying they're not good. I just think... Like North butchered the ball something shocking and they did get a ride from the young players which is undeniable and they only won by six goals uh, like 35 goals is a very comfortable win yeah and it really shouldn't and Dusty, have been Dusty was amazing but like Cochin had some really good moments he's playing some really good footy he is playing good footy it was Prestia's best game for them yeah, it was Prestia's only good game yeah, okay. he's like, been he, shocking yeah, he was really good and then um Rebo had like big moments at important times. I know some of them were from free kicks, but he did lift him. Yeah, I'm dubious he's, on that. He's a bloody good player. He's a very good player, and I, I really, really rate him. I think I rate him higher than you do. But he wasn't that good. I didn't think he. I, no, he, he didn't he dominate wasn't the game. Absolute. He had good in moments. Turn, talking about uh, ill discipline and thuggish behaviour. In throwing Robbie Tarrant into oh, the you're not you're not actually ridiculous. running with that. Eh? No, you're not. You're, you're laughing. You're a fool. <laughs> he was a dick though. Yeah. <laughs> And it fits into the narrative with Jack Rewald, so that works fine. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's move on. Alice James wants to glide a little bit. I think this was Justin Martin's best game of the year. In a, in a very, very good year. That I think, is it, I think it was goal. his best performance. Well, actually, probably I used do, it better than I've ever seen. I do want to say, yeah, the way he was bringing the ball back into the corridor from the boundary Not with penetrating kicks was just phenomenal. I would love to see a video of every disposal he had, because I feel like every disposal he... Every time he touched the ball, I felt like he influenced the game in a very positive mm. way. Except when he kicked it straight up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see him do it, so I was at the game with James. I went, how the hell did the ball get that high from, the, from whatever it, happened? It, it wasn't ridiculous. Like It was tapped, and he just chucked a foot at it. Yeah, but when you don't see it, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so in my mind, it stays ridiculous. <laughs> the ball just went 30 metres straight up in the air, and I didn't know why. It was good fun. Anyway, let's get to the last game of the round. Pies defeated Freo by 20 points. This is an impressive win in my mind. It wasn't a good quality game of football, but the Pies went to a a beta side that is in the top eight in like interstate travel and everything, and were two and a half plays down. Yeah, well, yeah, factoring in the injuries, it's a, it's a bloody impressive mm. win. Um, it is a, the injuries are a massive concern for them though, because they're they're at a point where they can't lose two or three because they have a few players out. So like n- next week against us is like an enormous game, and if they lose that because of their injuries, then boom, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> So their margin of error is so small because they kicked themselves out of games earlier in the year. Mm. But do you think they're a top eight side anyway? Not really. Unlikely. But but it's possible, but not there's, there's like, not you know, really. Buckley's still hoping for it. <laughs> he has to be. That's because Buckley's hoping to keep his job. Yes. <laughs> Although, to be fair, the pressure's 
pretty much off him now. The, the media oh. storm just died down. But if they lose two in a row, it'll, they'll jump yeah, straight course, back. Yeah, of because that's the media world we live in. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of under the impression they're just not going to fire him and they'll just sign him again because... That'd be amazing if he got through this. I think they've got... I think uh, Eddie Maguire's kind of got performance anxiety when it comes to actually telling him to go. I think I don't think he can do it. Oh, he, he doesn't want... There's no doubt he's lasted longer than he should have based on the fact that Eddie loves him and made the call himself, so he doesn't want to do it. But oh, it'd, it'd be if he gets through this year, crazy. Yeah. Um, Frio again, that's just what we expected, though, wasn't it? Yeah, they're not great. No, they're a average side... Sort of eight to twelfth, where they'll finish up. You reckon? Yeah, probably. Oh, I'd say I'd say they belong at the lower end of that. Yeah, and they've banked they a lot of wins, which is going to help them, and it's going to look better and very flattering at the end of the year. I think, but they're just not that good. Five has been really, really down. Yeah, I, I'm made, not worried about it. It'll come at some point. No, he's coming off a broken leg. But yeah, on performance this year. Yeah, yeah. I, then without him being great and Sandlin's being out the last few weeks, they're just not that good to say. So, no, and Sandilands is that bigger out. I changed my tip when I saw Sandilands was out. That was good. That was a yeah. good decision. Yeah, you bullied me into it on the tips on the podcast. But I didn't actually do it in my real tips, so I lost it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I forgot to it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, Does it continue to frustrate you, Scott, that Freya beat you in the last minute? Because it continues to frustrate me. It also frustrates me. <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Too much of this season frustrates me. It all just molds into one. I, nothing annoys me like. More than any God, other. All the Richmond teams. game still makes me more angry than any other game. That, oh, okay, yeah. that kills me. Even just we played so well. Yeah, I right. can't believe all our teams lost to Freo in the last minute. Yeah, that is actually quite. That boy is doing quite a coincidence. Anyway, let's move on. We are going to review all of the buys uh, by teams by the teams that had buys. I got there eventually, and we're going to just. Look at their season. Give them a report and card. Give them a grade. We're doing letter grades. Okay. Apparently, C plus is average, which I do not C agree plus with. Is average. I think that is a stupid I... system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already having issues with it. I wanted it to be marks out of ten. So... No, that's too confusing. <laughs> um, the, the, so the done, way we're doing this, I haven't I think... done maths in five years, Scott. I'm not starting now. <laughs> um, decided, so the way we're doing it is we're both going to give our grades at the start, and then we're going to argue about it, and then try to reach a team. Did we have this discussion before the podcast? I don't remember. Yes, we did. <laughs> All right, well, let's do that. Let's do I haven't that. thought of my grades yet, so we'll go off the play. <laughs> go. All right, we're, we're starting. So, Melbourne, I'm going to give us a B. I was going to say plus. You're going to... Okay, You're so, so, so you, you think average. Look, the, 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 the difficult thing with Melbourne is we haven't won as many games as I would have hoped, mm. but there are significant reasons for that, yeah. and it's actually quite impressive that we've managed to still be as a competitive team as we have, considering yeah. our, our two most important players are out. Yeah. You cannot deny I, that. I'm not denying players. that. So the contested ball without Max has been phenomenal and does kind of... It's not a good question, and I don't think it's the right answer is that he doesn't matter, but it does make you question how much no, he matters. He gives, us, he gives us much more significant I know, and dominant that, That's the point. And I'm not saying I agree with... the like. I don't think the answer is he's not significant, but it does bring the question up. Um, your forward line's still been woeful and it's been shown up yes. completely because of Jesse not being there. Yes. Um, I think the difference is in our evaluation is the fact that he lost two games pretty much because Jordan Lewis and Jesse Ogan punch people. I, I think that drops you down. Part, that you've missed significant players, but five weeks of those significant players not being there was not because of injury. And like Jesse Hogan is obviously 
you feel bad for him because he's just had such a bad year, and uh, you can understand why you take frustration out on the field. Like, it's not. I don't begrudge yeah, him personally, I, but it's still an issue that I think goes into. I look. Place. I look. I still think that it is one of those things where they like it, the consequences were what matter. Like there have been w- as bad incidents as that with people, oh, 100% agree. people and not even getting suspended. Like it, I think it was stiff that Cripps broke his jaw. Like, I, I, I think that is unlucky for Lewis. I don't think he hit someone any harder than Cochin hit with a jump. Neil, yeah. No, I, I agree with that, but still, I, you have to... So, I, like, there has been a lot of bad luck for us. There has been. And I think it's, like, the, the fact that we're still I in still, a, you a can't, chance for finals now, I think it's quite impressive. You can't call someone breaking their jaw because you punched them in the face bad luck. Like, that's not bad luck. You still punch them in the face. It is bad luck, though. North players do it every bloody week. You don't punch people in the face. You punch them in the guts. There's nothing to break there, Scott. We are smart. (laughs) You're a bunch of flogs, all right? (laughs) That's what it comes down to. Mate, we've been bloody stiff, and it's quite impressive that we are where we are. We have an awesome midfield. I'm still kind of we're the second best midfield. Yeah, you just don't have anything else. You're very West Coast. Absolutely nothing else. Very West Coast. Uh, 2006 era. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Although I'm happy to be there. <laughs> yeah, they did win a flag. Uh, so you you coming to me or am I going to you? What's the... Mate, I think I think you'd have to say we're a bit above average. But based on the fact of what we've had to deal with and we're still sitting not that far off where we expected to be. Only because I don't want to make you sad, I'll go with you. Yeah. But from now, for on, the yeah, from now and on... It has a potential to seriously rise. Yeah, it also has the potential to seriously fall. If you don't make finals, it's a... It's less than average. If we just miss out on finals, a lot of this luck. I think we're pretty much average. Nah. Anyway, St Kilda up next. What's your what's your grade? I'm giving them a C, just below average. Yeah, I'll agree with that. So we're not going to argue here. No, this is okay. That's good. But my opinion on St Kilda is they have not changed at all from last year. I think they are equally as good as they were last year and they were expected to improve. So you have to say it was a little bit negative. But they're not, like, they're not, you know, they haven't gone back. Yeah. So you can't be too negative. I think, I think this says a lot about the way their list build is. They have become less reliant on Rewalt and Montagna because they haven't been there all the time. But they're not and they've better still been playing by being less reliant well. because those guys are getting old and will drop off. This, you can't rely on players to that extent they, they had a premature rise up the ladder that I think is going to cost them they, they don't have enough talent it'll cost them in under, terms of draft picks is that what you're saying well yeah like they're not going to get the talent in to build this side up and I don't think there's the young kids there to really grow Billings has improved and been a plus but McCartan's still a worry as much as I I still I still hold out hope he can make it he's, he's a still worry. a worry he's definitely a worry and where where is the where is the improvement coming yeah, from? At least in the short term, they're going to lose a lot more than they're going to gain. And if they're not improving this year based on last year, there's not that I don't much think to they're going to get. About. I don't think they're going to get close enough to the ceiling before they have to drop down again to yeah. warrant the hype. I, I think it's been completely misread by the media, to be honest. So yeah, see. Yeah, it's still like it's still their their best looks awesome, like so good. They're so quick and so hard to stop. But they just don't do it enough. No, and to be honest, I, I had issues with uh, Richardson's coaching the, the other week. I know you did. I, like, I think their game plan does need a bit of a rework because they play a game plan that's incongruous with the personnel they have, in my mind. They don't yeah. use the height they've got, which is their strength. 
to their advantage much. They are, they play a small brand of football. But, but, but the height works if you get it down quickly to them. I know, but they don't move the ball. The, their bailout kick is to chip it sideways and stall their offense, and I don't think that is the right move okay. when you've got the bailout. So you kicks. think they should get get it in long if they're yeah. not moving? And the ball they've got to, yeah, okay. they've got to back their contested need, ball in at the resultant contest. They need a plan B when they're not dominating, playing that damn good footy. Then they probably do have a plan B. You do kick it long into their tools, but don't seem to be doing it. Yeah, yeah fair anyway, enough. Next up, we got Carlton. Can I say something on Take Kilda? Sure. Just an interesting stat. They've got arguably the worst kicking in the AFL in terms of the goal kicking. They've got 12.6 goals per game and 13.6 behinds, rivaled only by Collingwood with 12.4 and 13.9. Which, oh. when, you think, when you think about how much is made about Collingwood's bad kicking, well, that's significant. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about it with St Kilda. No, and, but you do hear very often that they need a bit more class, which is actually quite interesting because I think Jack Billings is the worst perpetrator of their bad kicking and he's about one of the few classy yeah, players they've got. Yeah, he is classy. But I, like, we're of the, both of us are of the opinion that there's always more to the story than bad kicking when it comes to goal kicking. Yeah. Because it, they, they play fast football, so you would think they'd get it, they'd be able to create easy goals because that's the purpose of playing fast football and getting mm. sort of these over the top goals. But they don't seem yeah, to, I, to do it. I, I haven't watched this in Kilda game this year and thought that they're putting themselves in bad kicking positions, but I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what the back to is. what we were doing. Carlton up next. What do you got for them? I'm giving them an A. Ooh, I'm B. Plus. Yeah, okay. Based on expectations. They've been fantastic. Like, bloody awesome. I just think they're not good enough to warrant an A. They, they, they're, no, they're still second last in the line. I just, in terms of You're basically saying it's impossible for them to get an A. I don't think they could have done any better than they have with the list that they had going into the season. Could they have done any better than this? Well, then why didn't you give them an A+. plus? <laughs> Because I'm just not. I don't get any one of those. I don't like it. Except you've got a different line. Yeah, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) But my my God, they've been impressive. Yeah, no, they are fantastic. Their defensive game plan, I just I gushed over it last week. That that's the number one. They are very, very defensive. Their recruitment of defenders has been fantastic. Doherty as a rebounder has been fantastic. Simpson's what he's been for the last few Mm -hmm. years. But they're. Tools, I think, is just that's where they've shone. Uh, getting Plowman and Marchbank from GWS, they're by far the best acquisition from GWS yeah. in my mind. And Weedering, not it was a no brainer, but having him in the side is just it's good. Yeah, um, Sam Petreski Seaton's the one I want to talk about though, yeah, because he's Fair. he's pretty much the only kid who looks like in the midfield he'll be a star in the coming years because they are still so reliable. Oh, are are you the, saying the Cripps is already a star? Is that why you're not including him? Yeah, and to be honest, it was just a bit of the I forgot who existed. <laughs> okay, I wondered if that was it. Um, and he doesn't feel like he's just so good. He doesn't feel young anymore. He's yeah. like Bontempelli. He's um, but Sam Petrovsky said is the only one that I think could improve to become a midfield yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. There we okay. go. Um, they are so reliant outside of Cribs on that three number one picks in a row they had. There's not like Arlen Cruiser, who's been excellent and a big plus for them. Gibbs and Murphy. Gibbs will go. Yeah, so where Murphy's been better this year. Which Murphy's is, been excellent. It's this been year. a long time since they are getting great way. performances out of their midfield. That's true. So where's the improvement coming from through there? The improvement's coming from the fact that I think that they have a coach with a vision. They have some quite good recruiting people in there, and that they will be able to get a list together eventually. But I still think it'll be a really long road because, yeah, as you say, at this present point in time, it's. I can get excited about what they're doing right now mm. because it's impressive. 
but I'm still not looking at the long term and thinking, wow, they're going to be great. No, I think you normally think about, you know, poor sides. Mm. When they start playing well, you start thinking, oh, they're kids, too. They'll be good in a few years. I don't really think that. I think there's definitely going to be another sort of recycle period through there. It won't be another rebuild because you can't rebuild when you didn't build in the first place. But they are going to have to churn through that list again. Yeah, they'll have to, they'll have to keep doing yeah. it. But I think they know that. Like, I, yeah, that's I think true. you should. I think you should feel pretty safe as a Carlton supporter that your, your club's going in the right direction. It does. But it and will take a while. They are doing the sort of timeline that I generally think is positive the right way to go by getting the key, the key position players first and building the midfield second because by the time they're because big kids can take longer. Yeah, much, yeah. And it just marries up nicely. So they're doing, they're doing a lot of things right. And I'm incredibly positive about them. I just still think going forward. Uh, yeah, I, I think I there are good times. In, there are good signs in the long, long term, is what I think. But, yeah. But in the long in, term. In the long term. <laughs> it, like, it'll, just ta- it'll take a long time would, it, would, it, would a better system of describing that be in the long term, there are good signs, and in the medium term, not so good? No, 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 no. Because no, 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 no. still the long term, they're not great. Because <laughs> it's longer than that. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, anyway, Sydney. Sydney, what I give? I gave them an E, I think. I have a flat F. You're, yeah, they have. But I like. I don't, I don't think you can argue this. They've been terrible. I struggle to give an F to a team. Like they haven't lost every game and been flogged every game. They played a grand final last year, Scott, and now they're third bottom on the ladder or something. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm still giving them an E. Would you give a Frio an F last year? Because they've dropped. Sydney have dropped further. Uh, they've dropped further. But I don't. I think Sydney have been a better team this year than Freo were last yeah, year. Yeah, but that's just because the competition's more even. I just. I don't know. I struggle to give an F to a team that I still don't think are that bad. Like they're not hideously bad. Yeah, it has shown they up. Played well the, below themselves. It's shown up the issues with depth they have. Yeah, that's what um, it is. Because they haven't gotten the performances out of their star midfielders. Don Mitchell seems like he was a lot more important than we thought. Yeah. Um, it's just Tibbet's been nothing again. It's just yeah. there's a lot of dead weight. Tibbet was looking like he found something as a ruckman. But yeah, there's nope. a lot of dead weight on that list. Oh, it's just it's just telling. Not even on that list. That's the thing. It's in their best twenty-two as well. Yeah, it's not like Carlton who play a lot of dead weight in the twos. Yeah, <laughs> theirs is front and center. Like they found Nick Newman. He looks all right. That Isaac Heaney and Caleb Mills are mm. both going to be good. Although Mills has been a little bit second years bluesy. Yeah, a little. But like, I just don't see. This is going to begin to hurt, I think, with them. They're going to drop off, and I think it'll be fairly long-lasting, their drop-off. They've been and they've been up for a long time. Yeah, they have. And it's great, uh, unless there's something dramatic that changes, there's going to need to be a big list turnover to really build up that bottom tier. How, how old are all there? Like, how old's Ken- Actually, Kennedy Parker's been? young. Yeah, Pen- Kennedy's Parker's only 28 or 9. Hannibury wouldn't be that old. No. They've got a little bit there with it. McVeigh's gone. Like he's just done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've lost a lot in retirees the last few years. They I think have. the ones that are left are sort of the prime. It's sort of like with Geelong, the leftovers of Selwood and Hawkins. Like they've that type of. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of time left with them, but they're not going to get better. And no, so they need that they're bottom tier, which has been very poor. And to be fair, there's a few first round draft picks that are really young: Hayward, uh, Florent. Um, so there's there's a little bit coming, but. I don't know. I just don't see it broadly. Mm-hmm. I think there's a bit... Bottom six is the issue again with them. They'd hope Haney and Mills end up leading them into the future. Me, Haney will be a star. That kid's yeah. amazing. 
Mills, I've still... I was like this last year. I've got to see him in the midfield before I judge yeah. him. Yeah, he's got crazy composure. That's the thing which has always been impressive about him. Yeah, but i got to wonder whether that's composure behind the ball or composure in the guts, because they're two different things. If it translate, he's, he'll be a star. You have those low expectations of a first-year player. And you say, if they look composed, you're like, mm. that. that's amazing. But yeah. then if they do the exact same thing the next year, so I'm saying, oh, they should be a bit Yeah, was, was Mills any different to Luke McDonald in his first year, really? Uh, like maybe I, a little bit better, I'd say it's but not better, yeah. not dr- dr- not no, drastically. No. And there's similar reasons why you say they were good. Yeah. Anyway, so F, you agree? It's time you came to my E minus. <laughs> we, we were going E minus. All right. You're agreeing. That's an F. Um, anyway, let's move on. The Bulldogs. Bulldogs. I've given a C. I'm going to give a D plus. Yeah, I, like, I, I'm, I was tossing up between the D I just wanted to go lower than you because I prefer hating the Bulldogs I, more than you. <laughs> I had to see it in my mind beforehand. There's still a premiership chance. Yeah. So you can't be too negative. But that, and the other thing with the Dom, I mean, they, they did win the premiership, but last year they weren't the best team. No. So have they dropped off that much? Probably not. There, there. are key areas. Oh, they contested ball. Yeah. Dropped off massively. And that was what set them apart. And... To be honest, without the contested ball, they're not a great side. They're, they're just not. They don't have a forward line they, they can handle. They have something freakish, which a lot of other teams don't have. They, they have that play freakish surge football. And I think a lot of that is because of the belief that they got from winning the grand final. I don't think it's going to stand up in finals, though, unless they get back to winning the contested ball. Because everyone says they have this finals-like game plan, but that was they're not playing the same way. They're not That's winning true. Last players. year they won the contested ball by about 20 or 30 every week. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And a large part of that was paying an extra amount of the stoppage. And to be honest, I'm not sure if they're still doing that or not. Yeah, I'm But they, if the numbers have dropped off dramatically, then they haven't improved anywhere else. Cloak's been a complete misfire. Redpath's coming back, but not... Well, that that's the interesting thing with them. What do they do going forward with that forward line? Do they keep trying? Do they try to go with their recruits and having a taller forward line, or do they just go stuff it? It worked last year. Let's just go back to the. I, well, it didn't work last year. It was their flaw. It was well, their they won the premiership. Yes, but not because of their forward line. You know, I agree with you that you do need to have tools, but like. I, I can understand the argument of saying, "Why are we trying to change? Yeah, we won, it's just we won a the premiership. Argument. It doesn't seem to be working." Playing a bit of devil. Stringer is, play, know Stringer is a bit better. So he's playing better, which makes their forward a line a better. little bit more dangerous. He's, he's, but like he's we remember him based on his last week, which was great. And yeah. he hasn't been that great this year. No, but he's still got to be a foil. He's not a main man in the forward line. He's sort of he's gravy as a player. And he's very tasty as gravy. <laughs> Yes. Continuing the analogy. But he's not someone you can build your forward line around. No, which they learned last year. Yeah. They did learn that. Which is why they got Cloak, but Cloak hasn't panned out. To be fair, the big plus for them is they've been able to win games without playing well. Yeah. And, and that, I think that is, again, due to the belief and, they have in themselves. And the hope for them, for a, an, a stupid Bulldog supporter, mm. would be if we can get around top four, even just in the top eight, we can mm. hit finals and we can start playing this brand of footy again that we played last year. And I don't believe it. No. But there's, they caught I, lightning in a bottle last year. That, that's so. what happened. I think so. They won it because they were the hungriest team. That, that's all it came down to in the end. Mm. And power to them, but no one's... It was awesome. No <laughs> one's as hungry after they've won a premiership. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Wait, what did we agree on? D plus. I like it. Uh, Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane. What have you given them? Brisbane, I'm going with average. 
I, I like. I'm gonna go with a C plus. They were that shit last year. Yeah, no, I'm gonna come on with you. You're gonna exactly agree with me. I C-plus. thought you were gonna disagree and be like, mate, they are the worst team in the comp by a long way. They are, but to be fair, the bottom half of the comps improved dramatically. Yes, and they've just improved slightly less dramatically. Yeah, but they have and, definitely improved. Oh, absolutely! They've got a coach. They've got a game plan. <laughs> they have somewhat of an idea. Uh, what they're trying to do. <laughs> their key forwards that are young, other than Shacky, look, look pretty good. They they're set for the key position post, but their problem is the same as Carlton's. I don't say they're set for the key position post. We still need to see if those guys fill out. Like, oh, you know. that's true. Hipwood looks really good when he's up and about, though. He, but he, he gets quiet in games. Like, there's no... It's, it's the exact same as Joe Danaher when he was a kid. It's like, this, the similarities are startling. They, they, Probably. They Danaher moved, had more hype they, when he got drafted. Yeah, because the, the he's his father-son and he's not from Queensland like Hipwood was. So, they both moved like giraffes as kid and they both did amazing things occasionally. I, th- I think the similarities there are quite mm. striking. I think, yeah, Harris I, Andrews will be a gun fullback for a long time. He's really smart. Very composed. I, I just, I don't know. I, like, at, at this present point in time, they do not have the size to be dominant. We just need to see if they do feel out. There are yeah. some players who don't. I've seen Kale Morton go through the system before. Some and Gisbets. And Gisbets. Um, the question is, like with Carlton, can their midfield actually improve? Like, Beams, Rockliffe and Zorko... That's a pretty good top three. Zorko's a jet, Beams is a jet, and Rockliffe is a they're, they're either, very good player. They're, they're either in their prime or just past it, a mm. lot of them. So they're not going to get better there. No. Have all of them been all... Has Zorko been all Australian? Because Rockliffe no, and Beams so. definitely have. So Zorko, who's the best of the lot, has not been all Australian, and the other two have. Beams is better than Zorko. No. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm taking injuries into account a little bit there when I say that, but... It's the same problem with a lot of these teams that have relics of the last era as key experienced midfielders. They're not allowing the young ones to grow. Barry not giving a chance. Matheson not giving a chance. Like They're playing Robinson in the midfield. So what use does he have going forward? I don't advocate yeah. doing what Melbourne did and getting rid of all of them. Because Absolutely That's not. stupid. We agree on that. Absolutely. But you've got to give them some room to grow. They're not playing any kids through the midfield, really. Yeah. And I, th- I think there'd be a, in their mind there'd be a little bit of like stop the damage kind of just like after how terrible they've been for so long there needs to be a bit of let's get a bit competitive footy in so then the club can actually start believing again yeah, but and then they can start holding on to some players because they'll yeah, actually see a vision true. there you, but you've got to start sprinkling the kids through there yeah, otherwise like, I think and, that, and, if, and if you do have good kids that's the excitement which you should be able to feed off and see a vision mm. they did have good kids they were just all traded out two years ago <laughs> anyway are we moving on yeah that's about it I think we came to an agreement on pretty much all of them we were surprisingly yeah. not that far we, apart yeah we were quite close weren't we? Oh, I yeah. thought Brisbane you were going to say get stuffed there and F <laughs> but anyway uh, see being in games that's my note that's a yeah. big plus yeah that's um, a massive <laughs> anyway let's get to top five we're doing midfielders uh, this was tough. I feel, yeah, midfielders, I, I thought it was a bit of a boring one, but it's a little bit topical because I saw the uh, Wayne Carey's one. Which, which was there rubbish. Was, there, was a bit of, there was a bit of discussion to be had. It played all over it, rubbish. <laughs> I was excited to see him. I don't, I don't think he is in the top ten. No. Um, I think so, he will be, but yeah. Yeah, in like two years. And yep. probably one. Um, but anyway, I've got a couple of honourable mentions. Go as, for it. As sort of came to pass. I didn't make honourable mentions this week. I actually managed to pick a top five. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Uh, anyway, one of them is Zorko, which you probably could have guessed. He's really good. He's underrated. He's he not, is really I, good. I don't think he's around the mark. I just think he's underappreciated and he's incredible. If he's on a good team, he is 
all Australian. Um, are you just putting him in because you want to give him some credit? Yeah. Okay. The same with Tom <laughs> He's not in the top five. No, he's same with Tom Mitchell. Five. I think there's so much talk about what he can't do that the fact that he's the best at what he can do is overshone. That kid is a freak. He is. Yeah. He's the only person in Hawthorne's midfield that can win a contested ball. It's yeah. ridiculous. And, and, and don't and don't criticise him for not getting metres gained and stuff because that's not what he's there for. He's no. there to get a contested ball, which he's unbelievably good at. Yeah, it's, and that'd he, be the same them, as... And then you need some reasonable players. That would be the same that. as criticising Clayton Oliver for not getting metres gained. So that's because he puts players into a better position and then they can do it. The stat about assisted metres gained was thrown around a lot yeah. like after the 50 possession game, but Which, yeah. it's true. It is like, true. Oh, it's certainly true. Anyway, anyway, he's both good players. I think they're both pretty far from top five, but they're both very. Yeah, I, they, I agree. They, I just wanted to shout yeah, them okay. out. They'd be here, yeah. Okay. Anyway, fifth, they got Shuey. It's a curveball. That is a curveball. I mean, I know you like Shuey because you always rattle on about how he's the only good player in the West Coast midfield. But the reason why I agree with you on that point is he's the only player who gives them kind of an X factor. It doesn't mean that he's amazing, but he's he's aver- a very good player. He averages twenty eight touches a game and gives X factor. That's incredible. He just he, the damage he does out of the centre is in the sort of vein that what Dangerfield does. He's a freak. It's a, look. It's a hard. A ar- it's a hard player. argument to have because there are so many good midfielders and like yes, he is awesome. So I can't say oh, but he's not that good. But he's still he's a notch below that top bracket. He is. He doesn't completely destroy games and win games of his own boot in the same way that Fair the enough. best players do. Who's we'll got? To, I've gone with Pendlebury. <laughs> And I knew you would Shuey's like it. Shuey's better than Pendlebury. No, he's not. No, he is not. Pendlebury's averaged 29 this year, and nobody uses the ball better than Pendlebury. Pendlebury's been slow and significantly less damaging than normal. He's No, I, no, I disagree. I disagree with you on that. He hasn't been at his absolute best, but he has used the ball unbelievably. Shuey has been a better player this year. Pendlebury doesn't make a mistake. And, no, and he does incredibly also, creative he, things. He is an absolute gun. No, he's he just not a dominates games. His last three weeks, he's been unbelievable. It's not about the last three weeks; it's about the entire That's year. It's a fair part of it. He, he's averaged twenty nine, and he uses the ball better than anyone in the comp. Oh, he's, he's an fundamentally disagree. All right, player. now can we skip over your number four? I'm right though, it's Josh Kelly. You're not right. I am. You're right. not right. You can't do it off half a season. He's not. You can't say off half a season he's as good as. He's nearly as good as what your next one is, which is Selwood. Like, Spoiler just, alert, Scott. Where you just, you just can't say it. Who's your fault? Selwood's been great for 10 years. Uh, five. Are you serious? Uh, his best is better than Kelly's. Uh, his best also isn't this year. Yes, but I'm not worrying about this year. I'm thinking if you picked a player for a start of a season. Kelly. For Easily. that, For the starting just for that year. I'm not basing it on age. I'm basing on just, just for that season. Still I would Kelly. take five without question. No. The difference you, between... You, the amount you frothed over Pendlebury's ball usage, Kelly is like half a step behind. He is such a good user of the ball. Five is not. I just don't think he's Kelly done well enough. Kelly wins the ball just as well. For long enough. I just... That, that, like, that's my... I'm not saying he's not awesome. And I'm not saying in five years' time. He probably will be the best Look, player. Look, I admit it's slightly biased. But still, I, he's so good. <laughs> five has played the best season we've ever seen. So you just can't. Oh, that's a stretch. Mate, it's quite positive. Tom Goldstein was pretty good that year. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> um, anyway, next up. Yeah, I've spoiled it. Yeah, I've got Selwood. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any Selwood in my top five. He's a bloody good player. Selwood is better than Pendlebury. I disagree. 
Oh, I disagree. The so thing, wrong. The thing with the thing with Selwood is what he does is like you know, like unbelievably good. But he doesn't he doesn't have the outside dominant X factor that a lot of that all of my top five have. He he, do, he doesn't have that freakish ability when he's on the outside. He doesn't use he uses the ball well, this... but not brilliantly. He's not that explosive. He's great because he's a good leader and he's hard at it, but. He's also he doesn't have. He's not. He's not as multi-dimensional. Look, I will say stars. I'm not too comfortable with putting him at three, but I couldn't think of anyone better. He's just incredible, Scott. The what he will will himself to do around the ball is better than anyone else in the game at it. And we hear all the time the contested ball is the most important thing. That's how it he, is. the cold face apparently is, is where the game is won and lost. And you're talking about X factor. X factor is about what wins your games. No. All of my players in the top five get contested ball, plus they have that X factor. I was told, look, I, it was very close. Very I was tossing up between Selwood, Pendlebury, and Sloan for the fifth position. And I went with Pendlebury. Yeah, I also left Sloan off, which is an interesting one. But I think if you can't, if you're the sole reason your team loses every single time, you can't be a top five midfielder. And that says a lot about yeah. Adelaide's midfield. And he, just, yeah, he doesn't get the sheer amount of ball that the absolute no. stars get. That was the thing that just knocked him out for me, but he's bloody good. Two where okay, let's just say one, one and two were the same. <laughs> yeah, Dusty and Dangerfield. Yeah, d- Danger number one. And I Dusty think Dusty is, is catching up. He's had a better year so far, but Dangerfield's still yeah. been excellent enough to hold him off in my mind. Um, Dangerfield is just scary. Like mm. he, he's fr- a good game from that. The way he's the best kicking left foot goals 50 metres out on the boundary with drop punts and meaning them unlike Eddie Betts <laughs> exactly thank you <laughs> he's phenomenal like yeah. oh, it's, I, I just I just can't get over him and Dusty was incredible on the weekend he was uh, but yeah that's about it we have gone very long so we will go quickly through the questions again just go one question okay is playing only one tall forward a realistic tactic going like in the future because Richmond and Colling would have done it and it worked reasonably well the answer is no, by the way. It's a <laughs> I stupid think, idea. Look, I think the answer is no. I don't know how much of this is me being a traditionalist and being like, that's the way footy's meant to be played. So you being a right-thinking individual, Scott, it's nothing more or nothing less. I, Collingwood and uh, Richmond did not win because they had small forward lines. In fact, Richmond's small forward line lack of a second-tour forward was one of the reasons it was so, it was a not a blowout. They were not affecting North's exits with pressure. North were just butchering the ball. If you look, but they have done this year. Yeah, like, but they've I know second... you're being all grumpy about this week and you're refusing to say that Richmond actually played quite well. But like their pressure in the forward line has been great. I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I agree with you, but I think the advantage of having the smalls and having the pace around the forward line is a forward pressure and b with the games played this, these days, you have the ability to get out a lot easier. I still think tools are important for that bailout option and to just give you some structure and have you some method going forward. That's what I see in Melbourne. When when Hogan's playing in, even if he's not playing that well, he just gives us he always gives us direction. And that's why I think tall forwards are important. And I think you need a couple of them. Mm. But the small forward is more important. The best team in the game and the second best team in the game both play three tall forwards. I think that says a lot. Yeah, I like yeah, Adelaide are like, their forward line is the best by a long way. Mm. And they have three tools. They have some good smalls as well. And they have well. four tools half the time when McGovern's healthy. Yeah. And GWS. But like, both those sides, the talent makes the difference in allowing them to. But the strengths of having extra tall forwards, I think, outweighs the strengths of just having small forwards. 
because you just become too one note. We've seen over and over again teams with small forward lines not be actually able to stand up when the heat is on both ways. Like the Bulldogs past is the most poignant example. And they yes. and once again the forward line they did win with a small forward line last year, but the forward line wasn't the reason they won. In fact it was the closest reason they came to not winning. So that is how I look at the situation. I, I, I don't, don't think it's the right tactic. Yeah, it's the forward, forward line, it's about it's about having balance. When you're on top, having those smalls is good because you can get that, that mm. dominant work into the forward line, but you do need to have that plan B when it doesn't work. So you need to have both is what it comes down to. Yeah, anyway. That about wraps it up. James, what did we get wrong? We... <laughs> oh, we'll do tips afterwards. Go, go. Uh, what do we got wrong first? Go to bring something up. I've got a quiz question. Is that meaningless stat of the week? Yep. Who is the team with the most disposals? Uh, Adelaide. Uh, uh, Bulldogs. No, Gold Coast. Huh, really? With 416. Like, quite quite dominant. Melbourne's uh, got 414. But then after that, like, Adelaide's on, like, 400. I actually think I heard that in the broadcast on the weekend, so I'm pretty disappointed in myself right now. <laughs> Shows how stupid stats are. Anyway, um, did, we, did, did we get anything wrong? Pretty good. Dangerfield got 22 goals this year, 24 last year. I think you said 21 and 22. I did. I was... So <laughs> that, well that, that was pretty good. I just wanted to point out, like, you said Lacroix played badly. He had 10 disposals with one behind. It was correct. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah you sounded very uncertain when you said Sydney were third bottom. They are third bottom. <laughs> yeah, that was a guess. I'm not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> uh, Dane Zorka hasn't been an All-Australian, and that about wraps it up. Oh, brilliant. You're, you're pretty good. And Scott didn't say anything to put himself on the line. Yeah, I, I, I don't go with facts. I speak in generalities and in bag Rory. That's my, that's my role. Or right, quick like, tips. You say a lot of opinions. <laughs> yeah, let's go tips very, very quickly. Only six. Sydney Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Sydney. No, I'm going Bulldogs. Ooh. I changed my mind. Uh, Adelaide St. Kilda. Adelaide. Adelaide. I assume that's in Adelaide. Hawthorne, yeah. yeah. Hawthorne, Gold Coast. Hawthorne. Gold Coast. <laughs> They won Wait, by where 80, is it? Where is it? It's in Melbourne. They won by 86 points last time or something. Hawthorne are a better team. Hawthorne. Hawthorne are not a better team. Uh, Brisbane, Frio. <laughs> um, in Brisbane? Yeah. Ooh, uh, Frio. Yeah, but not by much, right? Yeah. It's going to be close. I can't uh, Essendon, Port. At Idiot. Port. I was too impressed with them this week to tip against them. Very much agree. Carlton, GWS. GWS. And then your lot versus the Pies. You cannot. Yes, us, us, us. But I'm not confident. I'm very, very nervous. About I'm quite it. confident. Most nervous I've been in a long time. Anyway, thank you. Now am I allowed to wrap up? We have done of anything you can. else. I forgot. Yeah, I thank you for did. listening to the Players on Footy podcast. As always, give us a like or share on Facebook, Kurt. Um, but yeah, <laughs> tune in next week. Go, Dez. <laughs>